Welcome to what is typically called Saturday morning coffee. Typically happening Saturday mornings at about 9 a.m. And will continue to happen as we get into football season, Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Now, if you're listening on the podcast, it doesn't really matter when we're taping this, I'm realizing right now. But I do want to give you a heads up. We will do in the future. We will be getting on every Saturday morning in the I-80 Club and setting the uh, setting the tone for the Saturday of football, getting you ready getting you know having conversations about what we're looking for what we're thinking whether there's a nebraska game coming up right away or not you know it's just nice to have a group of people to talk to right away on game day so that's what we're gonna do we'll put out a podcast uh as well of that and uh this we're gonna do it okay josh help me with this we're gonna do uh the first one one more that's open to the public one more next saturday and then after that uh, members and VIPs and friends of the show only, okay, uh, uh, and friends of of the I eighty club only. So um, if you've been thinking about it, you like these, or you're hearing this podcast, and you're like, yeah, I'd like to hear that live when it happens. I'd like to be a part of the conversation. I'd like to uh, see the video of Jack putting his eye drops in. That's that's when you go to the, our Patreon and you say three bucks a month, three bucks a month to keep these guys having the ability. To do this and to give Jack the ability to, uh, you know, uh, tell his wife that he's spending hours doing this thing to make a good. I mean, Josh, we're at a solid, you know, thirty dollars a month for each of us at this point. So obviously, oh yeah, we're rolling life, in the dough right life changing money for both of us. That if you feel like you want to uh, be a part of that, but anyway, and there's just some of the storage costs and stuff, and uh, yes. it gives you uh, gives you more access to the Discord. Uh, and we're going to start bringing in uh, more people, more of you, and get to know you and bring you in more in our conversations. Uh, so that'll be – it's going to feel different during the season. So all of you listening on the podcast right now, check out the live shows. Follow us on Twitter at i80club if you're not doing that already because uh, you'll get notifications when we're going live. Jump in the live shows. Uh, there'll be Saturday morning ones. There's going to be Saturday night ones. Uh, we're going to have Monday night ones during Monday night football. Um, and, and, you know, we can watch games together. We can talk. Like, like I said, think of it uh, as a, a combination between uh, a radio show, uh, a sports bar, a country club that's not pretentious, and, mm. and just hanging out with your friends is probably the best. So, anyway, that is the plan. And uh, what we do on Saturdays, on Saturday morning, or in this case, Saturday afternoon, we just kind of talk about the week that was, talk about the week ahead. I'm sure when when Saturday mornings come with games going on, we're going to be looking ahead to the slate of games, the Husker game going on yep. during the day. But today, there's, I mean, there's no game. We got eight days. We got seven days until the game is coming up. And I think the only thing on most people's mind, Josh, is just puke. Uh, it's just straight up puke. So it's, oh yeah, it's puking. It's uh, the um, you know kind of the mechanics of puking, the frequency of puking. It's just uh, Nebraska. This was puke week in Nebraska, and 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 here we are to break it all down. And it, Josh, there, how does this program get into the just the dumbest things? And and I'll say what I think about what I think about all this whole thing. Yeah, but it just looks so dumb nationally, so often. So many little dumb things, and maybe it does. That doesn't matter in the end. Perhaps it doesn't. But like, just once, I don't want to be the laughing stock because of a dumb thing. And we were again. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's funny uh, because 
I, I saw Shafe, I think this was yesterday, said, you know, like, and it had been such a quiet, it had been such a quiet August, you know, and it had been. Um, I know that, like, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, when we sat down to do one of these, we talked about the, the opening press conference at Big Ten Media Days. But since then, I mean, it's been super quiet. I would, I, I feel like I've given Frost a, a lot of props, a lot of cred. Me too. Uh, over Me too. the last few weeks because he has, he has been a little more open and honest about injuries. You know, I think that that, I, look, I, I don't know if fans care about that. I appreciate that, though. Uh, I mean, he talked a few weeks ago about Casey Thompson, how, you know, he was in first place essentially in the quarterback job. Then he announces it, and that's the funny thing, right, is the Thursday puke stuff overshadowed what was a quarterback announcement, right? Uh, which led to a very funny headline that was like, Scott Frost announced Casey Thompson is starter, Nebraska players puke. And it was like, okay, well done by whomever put out that headline. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, it has been exactly the type of August that I think a lot of people around here had been hoping for throughout the last few seasons. I mean, last year, remember, yeah. has, I mean, look, Trev Alberts becomes the new athletic director. Then the NCAA investigation stuff happens. It was it was an uncomfortable offseason. You know, it was an uncomfortable August. People really weren't that happy. Of course, the one before was 2020. Don't really have to get into that one. 2019, I don't really know if there was a whole lot of controversy or anything, but it led into a really disappointing season. And then, you know, kind of the same thing all the way back in, in 2018. So well, that, was a I think people just, that was a quarterback thing that year, too. Yeah, exactly. And so I think people were like, it, it was just kind of nice, you know, like they, they give quotes, I they say it. things. I love. Yeah. And, and it, it's I don't know about you. It seems like it's flown on by. We have one. I mean, this is it. This is the last one of these shows that we do without right. games to watch. And so it was like, it's just funny. You're like you said, at how the goal line of the of the fall yeah. without one more of these things. Yeah. You had, you had and you know what it is? It's the Minnesota minutes. game last year when, who was it? Jock Ant tripped and fell over on his way to the end zone. <laughs> you, had, you had five minutes of interview to get through. And it, we could have mm -hmm. closed the book on that. Yeah. But yeah. then. And so now, now you know, now oh. it, it's, you know, and, and it's, so I, I uh, went to bed. I went to bed early on Thursday because I had to wake up early on Friday. And so I, you know, I look, I, I had seen all this stuff. I had obviously seen the conversation, the, the local conversation. But I went to bed, not really giving it a second thought. I woke up. It was, you know, it was pretty early. And I sent John a message basically for the show saying, hey, I don't, like, obviously the comments were pretty dumb. I don't think we really need to spend that much time on them today, though. I go for my run. I come back home. And by that point, NFL players, doctors, <laughs> former Huskers, and it's like, oh, good Lord. And so it's, at that point, it's like, okay, so I guess we're talking about this on the show today. This is yesterday, and now you and I are talking about it today. So, yeah, it was it was a, it just a we another, again, you know, another weird thing for Nebraska football. Yeah, I didn't know about So I didn't know about it, and I saw Schaefer's cryptic tweet, tweet like, well, just when you thought it was a quiet spring or something like that. I saw that at 5.30 in the morning Friday, and I didn't know what it meant. And so I responded. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, this sounds like bad news. And I didn't. Yeah, who got same hurt? Same as you. I went to bed really early on Thursday, and then I found out what was going on. And uh, yep. Okay, so I don't know. I haven't. I uh, honestly, I haven't heard. I didn't hear you talk about this on on Friday. I know you guys were doing the, the golf thing, so I have not mm -hmm. heard your thoughts on this yet at all. So it'll be interesting to get them and kind of compare them. I don't think. I don't think. The offensive linemen are puking 15 to 20 times in practice. I don't believe that Agreed. is the case. I don't believe that. I think if that would happen, there are enough people 
around the program. I mean, Josh, they wear like health monitors all day long, right? They're yeah. tracking, you know, everything they eat, yeah. their fluids, all of these things. It just that that would not square with anything that's going on with a very close watch over the health and optimum performance of this team, right? I mean, you there are people all over the place who would say, okay, this is a this is a big problem here. Once that's once that once that is starting, so I don't believe that to be the case. I don't know if anyone has. There might be. I I remember uh, playing football. I, that maybe happened, not with me. I didn't ever, but other players. I saw it two or three times when it was you know really yeah, hot. It happened. You've been drinking tons of water, and you had, you know you yeah. just been trying to. Uh, that's usually kind of what it was. But plus, so I don't know if you were sorry to interrupt, but like if when you were playing football. Um, when you were a kid, uh, if you had maybe figured out what to or not to eat before a practice, especially like summer stuff. Like I remember before cross country practice one time, I, it was in the heart of the summer and I didn't realize, you know, what I shouldn't be eating. And I ate like a bowl of uh, shells and cheese, uh, not, you know, a couple hours beforehand. I had no idea. Go out for a run in 90 degree weather. I ended up vomiting all of it up. But I was I was a young idiot. I just didn't know. See, By the time you're in college, you kind of I think you have a solid grasp yeah. on, hey, maybe I shouldn't eat shells and cheese. OK, never mind. That's hilarious, because when you ask the first thing I started to think about is what did I eat in between two a days when I was a kid, when I was in high school? And it was it was yeah. the same, it was it was mac and cheese because we had it and yeah. you could I would eat an entire yeah. box of it I, because I was yeah, so sure. freaking hungry I'd make the entire thing I knew how to make it I liked it yeah and, and yeah easy to make and it was you know we had it in our house and so that's what I did it didn't ever make me sick but I wasn't giving it a ton of thought they're giving what they eat in these situations Josh football teams already do this I mean you I don't you've probably seen it after practice when they have the individualized like shakes and stuff left out for players for recovery but they have it like even like individualized per what person needs like what they're Mm -hmm. eating before is is i and then that was i mean i saw that in the polini era a lot uh this has been ramped up the attention on that in this program to even a new level with frost this is one of the things they thought they control i don't blame them for that i'm not saying that's a bad thing but they're doing everything they can in that program to control those sorts of things. And and so I don't I just I can't imagine that would have actually would have actually been the case. And so I think he was I think it was Scott I think it was Scott Frost just trying to he was kind of using dry humor and you can't completely even tell from his delivery that it is you yeah. know, he just it sounded it's a joke. It's a joke I might make, right? You know, or you might have made twenty years ago. I don't think it's. But but the thing is, I just don't think people associate. Here's the weird thing about it. I don't think people necessarily associate throwing up during a practice with it being a hard practice necessarily. Like I don't associate those things, those two things together, right? It, like it's, yeah, because doesn't it has more to do with. Like the intensity, I remember a guy did it. You know, with when when I uh, was playing football, and it was just when he was lined up, we were like practicing scrimmaging, running live plays, and it was like the offensive tackle. And I could see he just kind of put his head down, and there it came. But it wasn't like because yeah. we were having such a devastatingly hot, uh, hard practice. It was because it was hot, and because I think he had probably just drank a ton of water at that point. I think that's probably more what it had to do. So, like that's a weird thing. I don't even know if I make that connection in my head. Between throwing up and a, would you? Well, 
No, not. I mean, like, my my first thought was if like if you want to entertain it being true, and again, I'm with you. I think he was just trying to make a joke. Um, I I think that the first thing I thought of was wow, that means that they they wouldn't be in very good shape. Because I remember, so my uh, I t- I told a little bit of this story yesterday. I'll expand on it more now, just because you know we're we're just chilling. But my one of my my dad's brothers, his younger brother, is uh, he played he played he walked on at Iowa, and then he played like low level college football. I think D two or D three in New Hampshire. Well, when he was at Iowa, he played with this guy named Zaron Flemister, who ended up going and having a cup of coffee in the pros. And Zaron wanted my uncle to train him. My uncle was a he trained NFL players in Denver. And so he 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 had all these clients and, and he still lives in Denver. And what well anyway, long story short, one summer, um, before my, my younger brother's senior year of high school, he wanted to get in as good a shape as possible for football. And, you know, he he's he's you know shorter than me, but he, he was well put together. And, you know, so he was really like living on the idea of like, I just got to outwork everybody. And so he goes to Denver and he, he hangs out in, in Colorado for a week. And it was kind of like, here's what we're going to do. And then you can kind of take that home to Omaha and, and do it yourself. Well, at one point in time, my brother, he kind of said pridefully like, yeah, you know, every time I work out or almost every time I work out, I throw up. And my uncle, who's training NFL players, is like, dude, that's not good. Like, you don't want to do that. You're you're pushing yourself. You're either exhausted or you're pushing yourself too hard. And so it was good for him to learn. And that was, like, one of the first times that I also learned, like, oh, you're not supposed to, to work out to that level of, of intensity. Or if you are, you're maybe you're not in as good a shape as you thought you were. So that was, like, the first thing that I thought of was, like, was that conversation that I had had with my younger brother, the conversation that he had had you know, with my uncle. But again, I was, I mean, you just think, I mean, 15 to 20 times per day, if that was actually happening, I mean, it wouldn't be healthy. And like you said, we'd all be hearing, we'd all be hearing these stories. I I said this to John and I'll say it again, like Scott Frost, he's just not funny, you know? And so he, that, and uh, plus the Sam McEwen tweet, it was sent. And I mean, there's like, there's no context. It's just the quote. And that of course is going to allow, if you don't hear it, that is going to allow it to explode into something else entirely that said jack i you know i rewatched it a couple times yesterday like i think he was trying to make a joke but i mean if you just watch the clip itself without any of the context before or after he's not smiling that much and he doesn't laugh but if you add in 15 to 20 seconds on either side i think you figure out pretty fast that oh he's just trying to make a fun yeah, i just don't think but he's, he's kind of lost it. the benefit of the doubt right you know just given how they performed on the field and you know some of the other stuff he said over the years sh- honestly if i heard 15 to 20 players threw up during a practice i would not think that it was super hard you know what i would think they got freaking food poisoning that's what i would yeah think. yeah that too right they oh they must have ate something my first thought is not oh what a hard work what a hard tough workout it's like it's, what junction was, boys what was in what was yeah right what was in lunch that day that yeah romaine yeah. Did, you did they that? eat shells and cheese Maybe we might want to stay away from that romaine lettuce that might be an issue yeah or that band, uh, maybe they had those Capri Suns that ended up getting like window cleaner in them or whatever. But anyway, yeah, it's just, uh, and then it it blows up. And but the bottom, okay, so let's work off our theory. It sounds like we kind of agree that he, this was either hyperbole or a, or kind of a joke. What's the? I don't I don't want to overanalyze and overgo into this thing. But the overriding point, Josh, that he was making was. He's, you know, he's working them hard. This new coach, 
Donovan Rayola yeah, is yeah Rayola is working him hard. I mean, his point was Donovan Rayola is is working him hard. Um, yep. Which I guess is a fine point to make. Does that seem like a point that you make if you're sort of, you know, trying to prove a point, or is that a normal thing to say, or am I too? sort of psychoanalyzing this sort of thing because it was just, you know. I'm happy you brought that up because that was the other thing that John and I kind of spent a little bit more time on yesterday that that maybe I didn't expect us to. And that and that's this. Like, I want you to think about, and all everyone listening right now can think about this too. I want you to think about how Frost has talked about other players and coaches in his tenure, four-plus years. Can you remember him ever praising a coach like this? Can you ever remember him play praising a player like this? So the the, the point that I'm ultimately trying to make is like, he knows Rayola's has caught the most criticism. Like of all the hires he's made, this has been the one that has kind of caught the most flack. And and to me, it almost sounds like he's trying to convince all of us and maybe even himself to a degree that like, look, he he he's working hard. Like everyone's working hard, and and he's going to have the offensive line ready to go. Like he doesn't do this. He doesn't like. I know we talk every, all the time about how hyped everything is in August, but it's not like Frost is out there, you know, for the most part the last couple of years, like waving the banner, like this is going to be an incredible offense. We're going to be perfect. Like that. Are, so that part is kind of landing with me weird. And it, it almost is like, are, are they compensating for a line that might struggle this season? If that makes sense. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, okay. Let me ask you this though. Like, was the, the, we don't know anything about how Donovan Rayola is going to do or has done. So it's not like there's any critique of him out there yet, right? Yeah, exactly. Just let it, just let, hey, maybe he actually is this confident. Like, wouldn't you want to just, like, let the season kind of play out, you know? And, and if he's right, like, first of all, look, if he's right, this is going to be really good for the team. But it, even if he knows that stuff, you know how a lot of coaches are. They kind of, like, keeping that stuff close to the vest. And then it's like, they come out and the offensive line is kicking ass right away. Be like, oh, hell yeah, here we go. Like, are you guys, I mean, you know, you're the, you're, you're the supposed Husker haters on, on the radio. Like, have you, were you critical of the Rayola hire? Have you been skeptical of the Rayola hire? Is there, or do you have, knowledge I have of yeah. it? you have? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I think that this is the hire that is going to make or break his tenure. You know, like if the offensive line struggles again. I think it's going to be hard for the offense to be good, which means it's going to be hard for the team to be good. Like this, this hire to me is more of one that you make in year one. Heck, even the like in year three, you know, they kind of they changed a couple of things. Troy Walters was let go. That was when they brought Lubick in. There, were, if I remember right, there were maybe one or two other changes on the staff. I feel like this is a hire at that point. Like, okay, you know what? We didn't get off to the best start. Let's try something different. But given that year five could be the last year. I, get, I figured that they would have gone with, I mean, kind of the Mark Whipple of the offensive line, if you will, right? Somebody who has been around the block, who has coached in college. It, I mean, look, in hindsight, it, I'm, and I said this in the moment, too, Wait. I'm always going to wonder to myself how much of this hire was on Dylan, you know, and trying to get him to come because his uncle is coaching okay. the so offensive the line. Criticism, I just, I don't, hold on. Just so I understand, the criticism yeah. is about the resume then, right? Yes, yes. Or the lack yeah. of. It just it seems like a, a, a higher, like, again, a, an important season. I would I would personally want someone who's a little bit better and who has been, a, you know, who has coached more. Okay. But, like, it's, it's a first time, he's a first-time, full-time guy. Not to mention, I mean, he was also with the Bears last year. Like, that offensive line was garbage. You know, so it's like, even off of resume of where his previous stop was, it's like, ugh, I'm, I, it leaves me a little pause. Okay, so we're getting to the crux of the issue, if there is an issue. 
that is a criticism that exists that the hire wasn't a good one and it was made too much about recruiting, which the recruiting didn't pan out then. That's that's apparently which I didn't even necessarily know how much that criticism was out there. But if there is if this is responding to a criticism, that's what it is. Right. That's the main critique of this hire. What I just articulated. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I would say, I mean, so he is, what, one of five coaches who got hired, you know, in the offseason, so you can run through him real fast. Whipple, really not a whole lot of dislike about that one. I mean, Mickey Joseph, I mean, gosh, it feels like we were throwing him a parade right away. I think people were pumped about Bill Bush. Brian Applewhite, I don't think, I didn't really hear any negativity. I didn't really hear a whole lot of, like, this is a killer hire, but I didn't really hear a whole lot of, this is the worst hire. Rayla was the one guy. He was the one coach that was hired that was met with criticism and, and maybe some skeptic, uh, you know, people being a little skeptical given the resume. And I, I think, I think Dylan, I think the, the nephew part definitely played into it too. But my main criticism was, man, important year, new, new, new coach, never been an offensive, a full-time offensive line coach before. Man. Like that's where my criticism oh, came from. Okay. And I get that. And I know people are saying that, but that isn't even on my radar right now. Okay. As you get into the season, like, I get it. Okay, in January, we're talking about those sorts of things. But that's so far off my radar right now that that is still, like, if, if if you know, you were anticipating critiques from the, you know, the, the fan base or the media or whatever it is, that would not have come up at this point for me personally in terms yeah. of what they were. I could think of other things where they would have. So, I don't know. So, in the end, I still don't know. Like, I, I still don't totally get it. I'm of the inclination to believe it was, you know, maybe he's seeing, he, he's seeing it out there and he's, he's hearing anecdotally that uh, Rayola's a tough guy. He, he, he's tough and he's coaching him hard and he's making workouts hard. He used that way to illustrate that. Maybe there's something to it. Maybe it's not. But, of course, it came off terribly. After, well, after it, can I'll, I'll add one more thing too, Jack. And I don't know if you saw this, but but Mitch Sherman, um, he mentioned this on on the Doc Talk podcast recently, where like he's heard from some of his people, and I'm paraphrasing it to a little degree, but he's hearing from some of his people that like Frost is kind of coaching the offensive line, and that he is like that's where his focus is going. And so when you again, as we just try to parse everything these days, when you look at it through the lens of the offensive line is working really hard, and Scott Frost is coaching the offensive line a lot right now. You know, I, I, the, I don't know. It just makes me wonder: is there a there there? If that makes sense. I just it, it just feel <laughs> again if our psychoanalysis is correct, and this is is looking to head off a criticism that just maybe it was there in the past, but is not. I don't think front of mind right now there for anyone. Yeah, it's just weird timing to do that and maybe there's way less to it than that just in the seat you know but i i will say this and this is going to sound so self-serving i get it this is going to sound so self-serving but you know and and, um i frost does interviews with greg okay on the radio right yes this was on the network Yes, correct. This Thursday was not a media. Show. This was not a, like a press conference. Greg's job is not easy on that show. Okay. No. No. <laughs> and so, um, and I respect that because I'm, you know, there's a there's a variety of reasons why that job is not easy. Um, probably most of which is you're caught between trying to make a quality radio show, and also being a branch of the athletic department, which, mm-hmm. as you, I'm sure you, as you know, you're thinking. 
doing your radio show, that would be incredibly diff- difficult. But there, there's still a part of uh, maybe we shouldn't go down this road. But I, and again, it'll sound self-serving. But man, if he would, I think Frost has so much good PR out there. If you're thinking of PR, you know, having him having him come on the hometown affiliate morning show with a goofy host who's a <laughs> fanboy for the team. Doesn't it make sense? I mean, yeah, like, is it going to put him in a, uh, and uh, where you're not necessarily doing the, the you know, Greg's got to be a little bit buttoned up, right? I get it. I think yeah. he does a good job. I think he does a really good job of the show. He comes on my show every Thursday. I think he's fantastic on play by play. I think all of those things. And I think some of the bounds that he probably has to deal with are, are difficult and yeah. I'm sure and, and you got these guys coming in sometimes for interviews that they don't really want to do but they yeah. they kind of have an obligation for put all that together and it's not a great situation but I don't know I just think for some reason because whatever the media strategy the things that get out there is frost PR situation is is just the reflection of it is probably worse than it even is because yeah. of the way that you get to see and hear him so frequently yeah and you know I don't, I don't know like so one of the things that i i always try to throw in as a caveat is like what i think of what he says what i think of how the big 10 media day presser went what i think of this you know latest instance like what i say what you say obviously none of that matters and i know a lot of people get so frustrated when we keep talking about this stuff because it's like it doesn't matter yeah. it's about wins and losses I get it. and look yeah. i think those people i think those people for the most part are right but trev albert's it's obvious, like, just given how buttoned up that he is, I am going to infer that he cares about this stuff. And so another – look, is it a PR disaster of epic proportions? No. no. But it's another thing. It's and another so I, Yeah, and so, again, does it matter in the end? Probably not, man. As long as they win a certain amount of games, they're going to be fine. But – you know, if if they keep just you know he he does another goofy thing there's, like this, and it's just like I just always wonder what Trev feels. That's just, what I that that's essentially what I'm trying to say. There's just this laughing stockedness of Nebraska right now, in yeah. The, uh, the national media and they dude they're get, getting destroyed yesterday, and they get it, and, and and you get it because of what happens on the field, obviously, and then when those things happen on the field, it opens up everything else, right? So mm-hmm. anything, what whether it's what happened in 2020, whether it's anything that that is said right now and man it just feels like i i feel like those things could be avoided maybe they don't care if they are or not maybe they don't matter but it feels like you could have a a little bit of a different pr strategy here and quit walking into all these it's constant josh i mean it's constant i I, I mean it's just weird and it's not the biggest thing in the world but i'd sure like to see less national college football writers just rolling their eyes, mocking, laughing about Nebraska on and off the field. It seems like it happens constantly, though. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, you know, he's a pretty easy punching bag. And I would say – Yeah, right now he is. Absolutely. Yeah, You know, like how – like when when Pat Fitzgerald does something and, like, your immediate reaction to it? Like, Frost has become that way for a lot of people. Correct. And you you don't have to like it. And I – look, if if you think they're too hard on him, if you think I'm too hard on him, again, that's fine. Like, that – I don't – it doesn't bother me. But he has also reached a point – I think people – I think people like that he is failing. I think people that cover the league – like, just given the bravado he came in with – yeah, I think they like it. You know, because, look – 
when Urban Meyer failed last year in the NFL, like a lot of college football people were dunking on him. So we it's, all liked it's it, not, Josh. We, we, yeah, exactly. It was joyful yeah. when Urban Meyer failed, right? Who was it not joyful for? Correct. And so that's why, like, whenever this happens and people get so upset by it and they're like, why don't they do this with this guy? And why don't they do it with this guy? It's like, because they just don't like Scott Frost, you know? And a lot of it comes down to people just don't like him and they think it's funny that he is, yes. you know, that he is struggling. I read, that's, that's I, there was one point. of the, the stories. Yeah, one of the stories I read yesterday uh, is from, it, it, I always call it New Deadspin for people who just don't know what it is, but it's from Defector. Mm-hmm. And they had a, like a really tiny write-up on it, but it, it they're in there, it, there was the reminder uh, that that uh, that Pete Ricketts declared September 1st, 2018, Scott Frost Day. And like, they, they use that as like a drive-by to make fun of Frost. And, and it was a get, it was like, oh, that's right, man. You know, there are some people, you know, and this is probably just a random writer. It's not even a college football person, but there are just some people that don't like him. And so when he does something that makes them laugh, they are going to have a field day with it. Just like, as you said, we did the same thing with Urban Meyer last year. And I'm trying to think of a, of another coach this year that if he fails, like we are going to have a field day, but they are, they are all over the place in college football. And there are some people that you that the listeners are like, yeah, I don't like Kirk Ferentz. And so Kirk Ferentz does something dumb. I love making fun of him. That's how Scott Frost is for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think maybe the sooner a lot of us maybe recognize it and embrace it, you know, maybe the easier a lot of this stuff will be. That was a that is a great that is a great analogy that you made with. Yeah, he's 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 college football's Urban Meyer for not this fan base. It's Correct. people outside, which is. Which makes it all, and now I'm going to bring it full circle to my favorite argument of all time. You want to know where the the people circling who don't want them to succeed so they can be joyful are? It's not the fan base. There there may be some. It's not the local media. But it is all those people. It's the outside. It's yeah. outside. When you say them, it's, it's, that, it's, it's everyone else. That's who really wants it. But, you know. But we group everybody else in that um, with that whole thing. So, uh, boy, that's an interesting thing to think about. Now I'm not going to be able to get that in. Now I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of similar examples where 99% of the sports world took glee in the failure of a coach because it was just so easy. Charlie Weiss at Kansas, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. People and Notre Dame too. People hated, yeah, hated Charlie Weiss. People loved him failing. That was so much fun for a lot of people. Great. That's a great one. That's. I mean, I'd say Nick Rolovich getting fired last year, I think, yeah. made a lot of people happy. Now, that yeah. was certainly a lot more politicized. More uh, it was all politicized. But what he did last year, I think, made him an easy target. Well, here's a non-coach along those lines. Aaron Rodgers. By the time the Packers lost in the playoffs, the glee in which fa- people who don't like him or don't like the Packers and then just random people that maybe don't have any or didn't have any thoughts beforehand – Man, people had a field day. Oh, here's a comment. It's a good one uh, from G. Merle. Any Texas hire? I'd say, yeah, the Tom Herman. Tom Herman, you know, oh, yeah. that the way. the Remember the Maryland losses? His first his first year, his second year? People loved making and they, fun. And they love when that. those coaches play into that stereotype that they've already yes. pumped up of them. Yes. And here's here's one. Here's one, Jack. If, if uh, Brian Kelly struggles at LSU... Oh mm. man, people! Given the off season and the accent and all that stuff, people are gonna love. People hate Brian Kelly. They cannot stand him. Yeah, and we've got it. Boy, this is you really brought up a good point because we've got to understand that's where Frost is for everyone. Yeah. For everyone else, it looks different yeah. nationally. Think of your reaction. 
to those guys that we just mentioned. We could probably come up with more, maybe in other sports too. But but think of that whole thing, and that's what Frost is nationally. And any chance you or I would get, right, to mm-hmm. to to pile on the, the ones that we mentioned, we would do it. We would look yep. for it. it, we, yeah. it we, the, the, there'd never be a benefit of the doubt in, in those coaches' favors. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and again, that's not necessarily the case. Look, that is not, that is not the same perspective. I think any, most people have locally, right? No. They may, they may not like him. The vast majority of don't, it's a total, that's a different animal nationally though. And mm-hmm. maybe that matters. Maybe it doesn't, but I just think, you know, I just think it's a part of, yeah, I think it's just a part of sports. You know, I'm just continuing again to rack my brain for other instances. Like, you know, by the time the 2016 Warriors got to the the playoffs, that was the year that went 73 and nine. Um, I think people were really, I mean, when the war, when the Cavs came back to beat them, there was a large subset that was really happy about that. They didn't like the style. They didn't like Draymond. They didn't like Steph celebrating. Like there were people that openly celebrated that victory and some of it was certainly like i like lebron but i think a lot of people were really sick and tired of the warriors by the time that they fell and so yeah it's like in a way i want to say like you don't have to take this personally and and the example i'm about to bring up i hope we don't have to go down the road but like that article from the irish times or whatever i just like couldn't believe how mad it made people it's like it's because I, I I talked to somebody I talked to a friend and he's like I just don't know why they had to do this with Nebraska why couldn't they do this with this team or this team or this team and it's like because they're not going to Ireland <laughs> Nebraska's going to Ireland the guy it was probably like hey we want you to write about this game he probably doesn't like college football Nebraska is an easy target and he decided to write about it and it's like it's okay like it it just be like if you know the the example I used on the show this week was if the World Cup was suddenly in Omaha which obviously it never would be but if it was. I'm guessing there'd be a lot of people that are like FIFA sucks, FIFA's garbage. And look, I'll say that FIFA much worse in the long run than anything Nebraska football has done. Um, but I just, I don't know. Like the outsiders are gonna do what outsiders do. Just like you know what, you and I are gonna make fun of Wisconsin for a lot of various reasons right. that don't make a whole lot of sense given the success they've had for Nebraska versus Nebraska. Right. But you know what, I don't like Wisconsin, and so I'm gonna keep making fun of them. You know. But I don't. There's a Wisconsin listener of the of the show. And he doesn't just sit there pouting all the time. He just he gives it back. He makes fun of, of us, and he's like, I don't know why you keep thinking this is going to be the year that things change. So it's like, I don't know, man. It's sports. That's how, how sports are. Herm Edwards at Arizona State? Maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Everybody loved just pile on how stupid that was, which it actually yeah. worked a little bit, and then yeah. it's not going to, but there have got to be other ones. All right, let's 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 um, – that was a good discussion. That was – Yeah. That's a different – I mean, that's the way you set it up there with that gave me a different perspective on it. And again, I get so freaking fired up because there's the the thought it that's where it's coming from. Okay. That's where the desire to see them fail is coming from. It's coming from outside the house, largely. Yeah. The, that kind of joy, that kind of never give anything the benefit of the doubt. I get it. The media here reported on it what was said and maybe critiqued it, but you give them an inch anywhere else and they're going to have a field day. And rightfully so we do it. We do it the other way, right? Correct. We do it. We do yep. the exact same thing with everyone else. And it's just like, man, somehow get, get crap together. So those opportunities don't keep happening. Don't. Yeah. Do, and I mean, number, number one is winning. And, and, and yeah, you know what? Gonna, none yeah. of it matters if you win, 
Okay. I that's was going to say, you almost, that's all done. Yeah, but. Putting a bow on the conversation in a way like, you want this stuff to go away? Don't lose next week, man. But like, yeah, it, you yeah. know, one week from right now, I'm going to be doing a post game call in show. I know what's going to happen if they lose. The like, amount it's not of be a sheer good joy that will come from all those people in, oh, in dancing on day. the grave. Well, all the jokes. I mean, think about it, man. Remember 2020? Remember, I mean, remember the Illinois tweet? Hey, thanks for bringing football back, yep. Nebraska. Like that, they Loved just, it. they oh, they open themselves up for it. And again, people love, They, I think they really like quit seeing Scott being, Barstow. Let this program quit being so damn make funnable. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> they need to hire someone to control the make funnableness of this program. I would nominate myself. I would love to. PR, I mean, it's a PR job, but that's the it's bottom line It's a PR line job. Bottom yeah. line of it is quit giving so many freaking reasons for this program to be made fun of and ridiculed. Yeah. Yeah, and number seriously. one is winning, but there's a whole lot of other ways you could do better on that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So how much how much does this new TV deal change? Let's talk about it this way because you and I really like to talk about it from the consumer end, our experience yeah. watching football, that sort of thing. How much yeah. do you think this feels that much different? other than being on a different channel for the consumer, for the, for the thing that most people who are listening probably most care about. Um, so, so CBS, you know, one of the things that, that, and I'll say this and maybe people who have noticed it, they'll nod their heads in agreement. And those who haven't, they'll, they'll maybe pay attention a little bit more to games this fall. If you watch an SEC game on CBS, it feels like the biggest college football game around. It sounds a certain way. It looks a certain way. You get the blimp views. You get, I mean, look, it's a high, high, high quality broadcast. And and a part of that, of course, is that the SEC has been the best league. They have the best games. They have the best teams. But there is also a certain um, panache about it, if you will, that mm -hmm. is not found on many broadcasts. You get that on the Saturday night, you know, Fowler-Herb Street broadcast. Yep. You don't get it on a whole lot of other stuff. That's a good point. I, I can't... I, can't really speak to NBC just yet, given that Jason Garrett's going to be doing Notre Dame games this year, and they're going to have to have a, a second crew. But what where I think it's going to be really cool for Big Ten fans, beyond just the fact that, in theory, you could sit on your couch with an antenna, a digital antenna hooked up to your television, and watch games from 11 until, you know, 11 at night. Which, that's is a bigger that, deal than people think, I think. It is. It's it's absolutely a bigger deal. But I, I, I love the idea of every game feeling bigger and looking bigger and and like look I, i'm a sucker for the sec mu or the cbs music i think that's going to be really cool but i think that's what's really going to be special i think what a, a, a lot of stuff matters for the big 10 in this getting money being on all these over-the-air networks but they also i think want to be treated almost like royalty and so i think that's where it's going to be cool is like you're going to have three over-the-air number one teams a, a weekend like and that's that's special you don't you don't get that. I mean, that that's like NFL type territory, Jack. You know, so like that's that's pretty pretty cool. I mean, otherwise, uh, dipping the toe in the streaming water. I think that that's you know going to be something to watch with uh, with uh, the Peacock um, airing. I mean, especially for men's basketball, women's basketball. Like in a way, I, I almost want to just throw that part back at you to see what you think because like football, it seems like it's basically still living in the era we've been living in for a long time. But the other sports. This feels like the beginning of, here's how you're going to have to watch stuff. You're going to need a, a streaming service subscription. So, for me, like, I haven't been able to get that. Listen, look, 
you can't you can't talk about this without talking about like the personal economics of it because and, and that's yep. why I said the uh, the over the air thing is a bigger deal than people realize. There's more people who watch yeah. TV like that than than we probably realize. I think, but um, like I already like Josh, I I got BTN Plus all of last year. Like I I can't. Wow, that's expensive, man. Um, but I wanted my my daughter and my wife and me wanted to watch Nebraska volleyball. There were way more games on that. There were a few Husker basketball games on it at that point, and mm-hmm. I watched several of those. So I already took that step for content that I may not even care as you know the same content or content that isn't even as good as that. So it's yeah. hard for me to – now, if I have to do two or three or four of them, that's a different story, okay? Sure. That that sucks. But if I'm repl- – for me, if I'm repl- – and this is me talking personally, so it may not be everyone's experience. But I've, I've already went out on that limb. I've already done that. Um, and so I'm not – that doesn't concern me all all that much. When it's – I think it, if there's one place to go where you can do it, it's going to be okay. People aren't going to flip their lids. If you've got to get two or three or multiple or figure out which one it's on every time, that's when yeah. that's going to become problematic, I think. Yeah, that's true. And that's why, like, this deal – I think this deal, especially if you're a football fan, I think is great. If you're a football consumer, this is awesome. I mean, you got to guarantee three games a week that you're essentially getting for free. And then the other ones are, are going to be a part of a basic, like, streaming or cable package, I believe, for the most part, right? You know, you'll have Fox Sports 1 – um, you know, I mean, BTN, Peacock right? is, is yeah, and BT, yeah, and B, I guess, yeah. So you'll need the sports package, but as long as you have that, you're, you're going to get like 90, whatever percent of the games. And like, right. that's, that's, that's a cool. question. What do I need to do? That That's the easiest, simple question. I think most people are asking, what do I need to have baseline? What I need to have to get all of the Nebraska games of the mm-hmm. sports I care of, of football, of basketball, of volleyball, of baseball. Yeah. What do I need to? And I I don't know exactly what the answer to that is. Like, is YouTube TV plus one other subscription enough? Right? Is YouTube well, YouTube TV plus Peacock or Paramount yeah. is that enough? I think so. Like we have we have Fubo and Fubo has every. I mean, dude, we have Pac-12 Network. We have everything. I've never we have seen all that of network. the sports channels that I want. Okay. You know. And so you'd need Peacock. And and that, I mean, they're now, and this is a quick aside, like the P, uh, uh, Fubo oddly doesn't have Turner. So we need like a different one for, for basketball, like for watching the NBA or for watching March Madness. It doesn't have the Turner channels. They're in like negotiations supposedly. But for being a Big Ten football fan or an NFL fan, like they have Red Zone, they have all the ESPNs, they have the SEC, they have the ACC, they have the Pac-12 network, they have the Big Ten network, they have NBA TV. Like they got a lot of stuff. MLB, they got it all. And so, yeah, I think as long as you have a sports kind of, you know, streaming service or whatever, and then you add on Peacock, the uh, I think right now the, the, the one that has sports is like five bucks. So that's what you're kind of looking at. Now let's see what happens with this stuff in a couple years. Next year, for example, when when the actual or when they're actually airing games, and then let's really see what happens in a couple of years when the the Pac-12 schools join in. Mm-hmm. And we had Brett McMurphy on the show yesterday, dude. That guy is so bullish that the league not only will expand to twenty by the end of the decade, he predicted that it's going to happen when USC and UCLA join in twenty twenty four. Like he 20? thinks the Big Ten, yeah, he thinks they're adding four more teams in the next two years, essentially. 
whatever. Just g- give me the bare minimum what it looks like for me to be able to watch all the games. What all do I have to have? And what's the most affordable way to do that? That's what, And, and then I'll have a reaction on what the yeah. end result is to the consumer for this whole thing. And I still don't yeah. feel like I totally know. Like, I, maybe that's out there and I haven't read carefully enough, but but if it means Paramount plus Peacock plus a cable or streaming system that has all the channels as well. Yeah, that's getting frustrating. That's getting frustrating, especially for if, if I'm getting one of those for two games a year. Yeah. Right? In, in various sports. That's yeah. And that's why basketball, I think, like, that's the, the fan base that I'm interested to see how they react. Now, you know me, like, I'm not a huge college basketball fan anyway. So, like, this, you know, I, I don't, I will openly debate with myself and we'll, I guess, look at all the dollars and cents of it. Like, do we want to get a subscription to, to Peacock just to watch, you know, Nebraska and, you know, men's and women's hoops and ba- No, I don't think baseball is going to be on there. I'll do it because it's my job. But, like, right. that's the that's the stuff that you wonder about. Like, a diehard right. fan, they're going to get it. But a casual fan, like, the, for a casual hoops fan, I would say that this is definitely worse. Because no longer will you be able to turn on ESPN on a, what, Wednesday or Thursday or Saturday and watch Big Ten basketball. Like, that's where I think it's really going to be felt in the short. And I don't, I sort of care. Here's the, college basketball is one of those sports that if, for me, I care about all my team's games. I want to watch yep. all my team's games. If my team is doing well, I'm interested in other conference games. Okay? If my team is doing well. I'm really never super interested in regular season beyond the conference for the most yeah. part until you get to the postseason. So that that's how I watch. I think that's how a lot of people watch. It's the same way I watch baseball, right? If my yep, team exa- – uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, baseball and college basketball are very comparable – I want to watch – I wouldn't say I watch every second of my team's games, but I'll watch my team's games. If my team is doing well at the end of the year, I'm interested in their – you know, the playoff race in their division or that league, right? Yeah. And I'm not really interested in you – know, I'm a Royals fan. I'm not really interested in the Cardinals and the Mets. I'm not going to sit down and watch that. So yeah. it, it's just going to be interesting how that transforms for all of these um, – for all these people and how – what a nightmare it's going to – man, do you remember <laughs> – Remember Brian Rosenthal used to always tweet about how all the people who would um, go to him and ask him what channel games were on. Yes, it's gonna be a nightmare. It's gonna oh be yeah, a nightmare see for like, the that's olds. yeah. I hey, we're gonna get a really good tease of that in, in what three weeks, four weeks when uh, the Chiefs and and we're gonna get it locally when the Chiefs play the Chargers on Amazon. <laughs> like that's like. Dude, because we're talking about Big Ten football and hoops. Like, yeah, there will be a reaction. This stuff matters. But I am very excited in a weird, sick, twisted way to see the reaction when the when Patrick Mahomes and Justin <laughs> Herbert are airing on Amazon. I am fascinated see, to see the reaction. And I'm not getting rid of Amazon because that's part of the huge bundle. And, I, you know, I, I get it as much for the free shipping as anything else. Yeah, I've had I've had Prime for years. So I'll still I'll have for Prime, and especially you know because they have NFL on it. But at some point, people get subscription fatigue. I, I saw somebody yeah. added it up, Josh, and oh. took all the major streaming services right now and said, "Okay, if you did this, and this isn't really even with a cable subscription, it's all the street. So Disney Plus, Apple, Netflix, and it's a hundred bucks a year now to do that. Yeah, and that's without any that didn't include like YouTube TV or 
any other live TV app. Yeah, I have an actual ca- cable, right. streaming cable. Yeah, Stre- either streaming cable or an actual cable. A hundred to get all of them right now. This is yeah. what we were supposed to move away from, Josh. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. At a certain point, I mean, look, I think that some of the streaming services I think will eventually go away. Um, like, is Paramount Pl- Plus in it for the long haul? It just seems like some stuff is going to die. That would be my guess. That said, we're also, I feel like, going to get to a point where they bundle all the, the streaming services, which is going to just be hysterical. Because it's going to be like, wait, now we have a bundle for all this stuff? Right. It's, it's going, yes. I, I heard Happer talking about that once, and he nailed it. I mean, it was it was hilarious. Uh, by yeah. the way, and Paramount Plus is basically staking their entire existence now on Beavis and Butthead, which is great if I'm your only uh, if I'm your mm. only potential client, but I'm not sure if that's going to work good for the long haul. Well, and I'll say this too, uh, not to toot, you know, the, uh, I guess they're not a competitor. They're our good friends, Schaefer and, and Brunson BC. If you have a 24 seven sub, you get Paramount Plus for free. That's how I really? have Paramount Plus. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. They should promote that more. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a, it's a, it's a killer we, deal. Because I, I remember I asked him. I said, "Hey, so I have access to this?" He goes, "Yeah, you just have to fill out. You know, you go on their website and you put in your twenty four seven login, and it's like, here you go. Let's affiliate with like the dumbest, cheapest uh, streaming service with the i eighty club, and give people yes. access to that, like Tubi or something. That yeah, might you be subscribe free. to uh, i eighty club, you get Tubi for free. That'd Which be I sweet. think you get free anyway, but yeah, you yeah, get, yeah, you right. still get it. Yeah. Yep. By the way, one more thing on this." What is the mass cancellation of ESPN Plus in the Big Ten region for those who buy streaming going to be like over the next two years? There's no reason to have – I mean, ESPN Plus for, for games Yeah, if you're anymore. just a Big Ten fan, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll can't. Yeah. I, I got it. So I got it free for a year because I got the Crawford fight last mm. time around, about a year ago. And yeah. I used it. Here's when I used it, okay? I never watched – I never watched like any of the Peyton Manning documentaries that or the or the Tom Brady documentary, which were probably good. I probably would have enjoyed it, but it was never front yeah. of mind. I used it for college ba- for Husker games when the game prior went too long and it didn't start, uh, and it was on ESPN Plus. It might have just been on regular ESPN three, and then I used it for the uh, end of the college baseball season for the NCAA baseball tournament. It was awesome for that. That was the only time I really used it, so there's no way didn't, I didn't that. use it for like ESPN Plus on the web, like Bill Connolly, like that type of stuff, like writers. A little. There's a couple. I'll forget that that's even part of it, though. Yeah, a couple of times because um, they've moved a lot of like the stuff that I read. Like you know, I'm not a huge baseball guy, but when I read Passon, most of his stuff's behind the paywall. Like I think all of Bill Connolly's stuff is behind the paywall, and there's a couple like Zach Lowe on the NBA. So like. That's it's like that's why I have it. I originally got it for that stuff. It wasn't even for watching games. It was because I wanted to read read my favorite writers. By the way, you know that cover those sports. If the athletic wants to stay viable, they need to tie in with a streaming service. I'm stunned that the the athletic still like that you can't have a, a a New York Times subscription with your athletic sub, given that they're owned by them. Like that thing blew. I thought that it'd be like it, it makes all the sense in the world because I was like, oh cool, I'll have a Times subscription. Nope. Still don't have a time subscription. Yeah, I'm surprised that said, I know a nice workaround to read their stuff. I'm surprised they haven't allied with a, a streaming service too. All yeah. right, game week. How are we feeling, Josh? Um, it's the same way for me. There's nothing that will surprise me. There's literally nothing that will surprise yeah, me. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the There's yeah. No no way nothing has changed. Over, t- I mean, a week from right now, it'll be exactly from right now. By the way, right oh. now. There's there should be no way where I could say anything close to I can't believe what I just saw. 
Yeah, I'm interested, you know, to see when we talk next week uh, before the game starts, if if I feel any differently. I've kind of felt the same way about this game for a while. I felt the same way about the season for a while. Nothing has really changed. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, we found unique and different ways to talk about the season. Um, I, I think we've done a good job. I, I'm also very ready for the for this to end and for us to just get to watch a game. But I'm excited for next week. I think we have some, like, fun different ways to kind of do final previews of the season, and I look forward to our conversation on Saturday, whatever yeah. you and I decide to do. That'll be fun. You know, I know Chattel has been going on radio and wrote a comp about how Oklahoma is the big game this year, and, I mean, man, forget that. This this thing goes south if they lose this game fast, right? There, there's yep. there, there's this is it and if you win yep. it that that's the crazy thing you lose this thing and the wheels fall off in terms of reaction if you can get it back after that i will be so impressed okay if they can get it back after. that said weird thing is they win it they're very likely three and zero with momentum going into oklahoma which everybody seems to be talking about like is a winnable game now yep. which is a little surprising to me how often that sentiment has come out but Yep. The 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 different ways this thing could go. I'm the fork a in the road. Gesture. The fork is like a ninety degree angle. Ha! No, it's yeah. like a one hundred seventy. It's a T. It's an intersection, right? You get to it's, the end and you can't go straight. Wait, you go one way or the other. The fork is a line. Yeah. It's such. They're so divergent. The fork is a line. Is what yeah. I would say. Yeah. So yeah, it is. Can't I, wait. I know. Seven Listen, days. I keep thinking about this, Josh. I keep thinking, oh, man, I'm so ready for football season to be here. They lose that first game, and I'll be like, man, I missed August 20th. <laughs> I missed. I missed the lead up when I was still excited yeah. about, about thinking and talking about football. Because yeah, we've, got, we've at least got that now, Josh. We've, yeah. There is a great chance we're going to look back. At where we're at right now, and as the the days, it was the last happy moment. It was the last. We would give anything to go back in time to this moment right now. Yep. Yeah. Simple. He he, the word he's used a million times this off season is heavy. The season is heavy, and man, the weight. If they lose this game, it the the conversation. Yeah. Can you imagine that freaking flight? Go get him. Can you imagine that flight back? Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. That's a great point. They got to come to America. Uh, Not G Merle. They lose the first game and I'm canceling my subscription. No, don't do that. We're going to have a blast on the I-80 club all season long. And you can become a Patreon today at patreon.com slash I-80 club. Or you can become a patron today. And free subscription to Tubi. And yeah, free subscription to Tubi. Which I think is is free anyway. Don't don't quote me on that. That is not a binding offer if I was wrong about that. You said it, not me. All right. I think that's all I got. What do you got going on tonight? Uh, honestly, it's the last Saturday night free. I think that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm chilling. It's I'm chilling. last Saturday night for most of the fall that we're not going to be jumping on this late at night with some beverages, uh-huh. with multiple uh-huh. monitors, uh-huh. right? With yelling at each other, get to this game right now. It's insane. Mm-hmm. With looking at the scores, did you just see that? I am. I'm so excited about so many things with the I-80 Club that we're doing but that above anything is those saturday nights watching these games together reacting to them together in real time is that's the most unique experience about this whole thing i'm really excited about that because i always do it alone i sit in my living room and in the dark 
and I just read Twitter. All these other people that yep. are at watch doing watching doing the exact same thing. This is going to be way more fun. I'm very excited, yeah. and we'll do it for uh, we'll do it Saturday night after the Northwestern game, um, and then we'll really do it. The real one that you're going to want to be at, which week is going to be one. subscription, is week one because you and I have been texting about those games. Oh yeah, dude, it's loaded. I I I uh, I I know I'll be quad boxing it. You got, of course. Notre Dame, Ohio State, but man, Utah, Florida is sneaky, sneaky, sneaky good. The Urban Meyer Bowl. Uh, speaking of the Urban Meyer Bowl, exactly. And then uh, let's see what else was there. There was, I mean, I'll probably have Illinois State, oh. Wisconsin on just to you know see Give how they some look. Weird ass late game too. I know there will be. Uh, oh, not- dude, yeah. Yeah, Boise State at Oregon State at 9.30 oh, on, give me on all ESPN. Of that. I'll just sit here till 1 a.m. I don't care if I'm alone in our studio, the Patreon studio, watching it by myself and yelling about that one. I don't care. I'll do it. Yeah. You watch. We'll it's going it. to be glorious. It'll be fun. One week until games, two weeks until the party really starts. Yeah. So if you want to be in on all that, you're coming up against it where uh, where you're not going to get all everything free anymore. We are going to be free again uh, for public Saturday morning coffee before the Northwestern game. You won't want to miss that. We'll also put a podcast out of that Saturday night experience. Josh and I have been talking a lot about this. It'll be interesting to listen. It'll be an interesting listen on Sunday morning. I'll tell you that. Plus, I mean, plus we'll have a recap of the Nebraska game and whatever else happened. But also, yeah, there might be unintelligible yelling at various points. It's going to be a Sunday morning. If you're a Sunday morning runner or something, you can pop that on, I suppose. But you're going to want to be there live. Um, yes, definitely. Especially right after a game. Sometimes you'll be coming off of Big Red Reaction. Sometimes you won't have had to do it. I'm going to be maybe up high, like crazy high excited not high on drugs high excited or way low and a mess and it's gonna be it's like the real world when the real world came out initially on mtv true story you're probably too young for that man that's an old reference there wow that mg merle says that sounds dope i'm here all year win or lose yeah i'd love to see it it's good saturday nights saturday mornings would be great saturday and then monday nights monday night football we jump on when halftime starts and just kind of whoo Maybe yeah. we'll we'll be talking about the Monday Night Football game. There'll be a press conference that day most days. Yep. Right? Yep. So we'll unwind. We'll get a drink. We're going to have a ton of fun with it. So that's it. All right. Should we uh, wrap to the podcast, folks? Thank you, podcast yep. folks. Subscribe Pat. again. Subscribe, rate, review. Do all that stuff. And uh, patreon.com slash i80club. There it is. We'll see you later.